Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Zach Luna. This year, Spider-Man finally joins the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Spider-Man Homecoming. But 15 years ago, the friendly neighborhood webhead hit the big screen for the first time ever. Introducing Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the Spider-Man movies one minute at a time. Starting with Sam Raimi's web-slinging debut, we discuss everything from genetically engineered super spiders to wall-crawling heroics. Join us as we navigate the great power and great responsibility behind every single minute of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Spider-Man Minute, available at DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre Bueller 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 podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Victoria Cope. And we have Cassandra Fredrickson back with us again. Welcome back, Cassandra. Hello. Hello. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah. Yeah, today. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. I, uh, I'm eager to get to, like, the meat of this week. But first. Same. But first. Uh, today we're talking about Minute 72, which starts with Rooney trying to unlock his car, which we briefly touched on yesterday. We'll get a little deeper into that. And then it ends with with a shot of the odometer, uh, which I like. I like that this minute ends, like, exactly at Ferris looking at how many miles are on the car. <laughs> and uh, and we'll talk about that. Um, we'll get there. First, let's, let's finish up this, like, Rooney and the tow truck. The... <laughs> So he puts his keys in the car, and the tow truck doesn't stop, and his keys just, they're gone. And I think Rudy's sufficiently upset. He, uh, he screams. He's got a really good scream here. I like that he, like, he, like, throws his head back and his, yeah, he's so mad. (laughs) And then he chases after it. I like it. I like it a lot. Limping because he's uh-huh. like only got one shoe. Well, yeah, because the 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 dog the like, dog still has the got shoe. his. Well, it looks like it looks his pant leg is torn. Like I wonder if the dog like got his ankle, and that's how he lost the shoe. And it wasn't. Oh my god, that, like... Rooney is like American Snape. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's like limping. He got bit by a dog. Yes, he got bit by a dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's beat up. He's kind and of addicted dirty. to children. <laughs> oh <laughs> i i He's do not like, as beautiful though i like this long shot of him like running down the street i think it's really funny how far do you think rooney gets before he decides to come back to the bueller house because no if he he's had to walk far. back well yeah yeah but he how, so how long car. does he chase them yes that's what i'm asking how long do you think he chases them for eh, end of the block they turn and they keep going and, and he's it's just, just like too, I'm done. It's too far. Yeah. And he so he decides to go back to Ferris's, I guess. Yeah, he's like resolves himself like whatever. I think is this the last time is this the last time we see Rooney until the last shot oh. at the end of the movie? Like when he's at the doorstep? I I think so. Think so? 
I do too. I can't think of any other... We don't see him coming back. Yeah, I think it's like a surprise when we see him later. So, he was intending on leaving when he heard Jeannie on the intercom. Because he did go out to his car. So, he was going to leave. And then, they tow his car, and... He's stuck at the end of the block watching his car drift off, like, take it off in the <laughs> distance. Yeah. And he just slumps back, like, well, at least I'm going to have this. He's right. looking for any sort of satisfaction he can get now. <laughs> and so he slumps, back, he slumps back to the Bueller house. Yeah. That's so funny. So he must, he must, I don't know, maybe he chases them for a couple blocks because it takes him a while to get back. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, because I think by the time he gets back... Well, yeah, by the time he gets back, Jeannie's not at the house, which means the cops must have shown up, seen that no one was there, and then taken her in. Well, I don't understand why they take her in, but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't... I can't... I don't know of anyone who's been, like, arrested for making a phony phone call unless, like, mm-hmm. they're... I don't know, unless they've done it a lot. Like, I can't imagine... Like, when we were... We had the cops show up once when we were kids. Like, I was, like, seven or eight. And my buddy, I think, like, dialed 911 on his, like, mom's house phone and then hung up, like, right away. But the cops still showed up and and they were sufficiently disappointed in us. But <laughs> but I can't imagine, like, getting taken in into the, like, I don't know. It's not like they, like arrest her she's in like a waiting room or something when they, right. when she gets picked up but they still take her to the station it's weird we'll get there we're not even there yet why am i i'm getting ahead of myself spoilers <laughs> spoilers guys genie gets arrested uh so yeah it must take him a while to get back to the to the to the house because um they're because ferris and cameron and sloan are still in the city yeah yeah they're driving so yeah yeah. Uh, we should get back to them, right? That's, like, immediately what happens after we see him. Yep, we cut back to, like, oh, I love this shot of the car here now that they're on their way home. It looks mm-hmm. so pretty. It's all pretty and well lit so from being pretty. outside. Oh, yeah. I know. Pretty day. I love this car. You guys, I'm so glad the car's back. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. Uh, this There's a song on the radio that's playing, and it's called Radio People by a band called Zap. And uh, nice. on the soundtrack, it's like one of my favorites of the songs, but the song is about how like your radio DJs are always there for you. Like if you're having like, a, <laughs> like an emotional time or whatever, you can just turn the radio on and you have this like companion or whatever. And I think it's, I think it's cute. <laughs> there, it's one of those things that like, I don't think I ever really like noticed the song here. Like there are places where the music is like part of the sound, like the I don't know. This is different. This is like, we can tell that this song is playing on the radio in the car. Or I would assume mm-hmm. like, that's what it sounds like. It's not like soundtrack, like over like loud. It's, it's from right. a source that we see on screen, which I think is interesting. It was the same with the, um, there's a song that's playing in the parking garage and they dropped the car off earlier. Both of those were songs that I totally just like, didn't recognize the first time I heard them on the soundtrack because I hadn't like, put them together whereas like beat city and oh yeah like those are really big and in your face Mm -hmm. but uh i like this song and cameron's so happy right now i just why can't cameron just like why can't this just be the end of his day 
I know. It's never that simple. Oh my gosh, it breaks my heart. I know. He's like, I feel pretty good. And Ferris is even like, yeah? And he's like, yeah, I feel good. Those guys, those guys were nice. Back at the garage. He says, I was a little worried about that. Turned out good. He, he even makes like a weird, like, um, hollering. Not even a holler. I can't even describe the sound he makes. It's like a, ooh, like a, not even like singing, but. Yeah. I, really... I always took that as him trying to, like, sing along to the radio, because it kind of overlaps with what the song is, but ah. not perfectly. Yeah. But but it's just, like, the sheer sort of, like, delight in Cameron at this moment mm-hmm. makes me really happy. Cameron's my favorite. Me too. <laughs> me too. I've always identified with Cameron, like, hardcore. And, and especially as we've been talking through this movie and just seeing, like... The sort of struggle and like the the he's all, the the neuroses, the sort of depression that he's dealing with, and then just like we have this moment of just like unbridled joy here. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want this minute to end, you guys. I know. It's like all right. Can we, <laughs> can we just savor? Can we just be like the end? We're done with the show. Cameron has a good day. Aww. Aww. Oh, Victoria's rolling her eyes. I'm like rolling my eyes and like shaking my head and like nap. That's not the way life works, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and so Ferris, Ferris is, like, noticing something's up. I like the shot of him, like, trying to do the math on his fingers. <laughs> like, how yeah. far did we go? This doesn't make sense. He's like, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. He looks confused. Uh-huh. Hmm. And so he asks, he's like, Cameron, Cameron? How, many, how many miles did you say this car this thing had on it when we left and i like that cameron knows like exactly to the tenth of a mile yeah mm-hmm. uh well because his says, dad knows yeah yes. exactly i'm sure there's a um there was a moment do you, i don't do you remember this there was a moment in the script early on before they take the car when when cameron says like he knows the miles fa- oh yeah well he's it's in the movie too he yeah, knows the you know miles, miles. uh and he's like he doesn't trust you he's like he never had never will in the script, he says he knows the Miles Ferris. He has it tattooed. Yeah, like he's got <laughs> oh a my tattoo gosh. of he's, the Miles. He's exaggerating, um, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Yeah, because then what happens if you drive a little bit? You got to change the tattoo. There's also, there's also, um, because I don't know when else we'll talk about this. There are a bunch of moments in the script where Cameron's dad like sees the car around Chicago. Oh, oh my gosh. We talked about it. I don't think you were here when it happened the first time, but there's the, when they're in Sears Tower, like their heads pressed against the glass and Cameron mm-hmm. says, I think I see my dad. We cut to like a man on the street as the Ferrari goes by and he goes, I think I see my car. And then there's oh another, piece, there's another bit later where the car is parked like outside of a building or something. And he's like, walking up to it and looking at it like this really this looks like my car like i want to and he like leans over like he's gonna pop open the glove box to see if it's got like whatever he's got stored in the glove box in there and the garage attendants come out and are like what are you doing with my car and like scares him (laughs) off because because his dad is kind of a his dad is kind of a pushover a little bit in the script I would be well, like, um, look at the license plate. Nope, he doesn't even look at the. You license have a vanity plate, <laughs> right? There's only that means that means you're the only one with those plates. Yeah, if you look. Well, That's I probably... mean, also, this car is so um, rare. 
right? Yeah. It's just like, what are the odds, dude? Like, you've lived in Chicago how how long? And you've probably been on these same streets to your office or whatever, like, so many times. Have and you've you... never seen a car uh-huh. that looks just like yours. Well, and it's it's so specific because so we know ridiculous. that less than 100 were made. Yeah. And only 35 of them have the style of, like, headlamps, like the covered yeah. headlamps that this car has. Which means that, like, there's no chance that, he, that there would be yeah, another like it's, car. Yeah, like, it's your car, bro. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> That's probably why it got cut from the script. Exactly. Because, they were like, like, oh, this the is unbelievable. Plate, for one, like, yeah. I, I, I'm weird. Um, so, like, when we were growing up, when we did road trips, we would always do, like, play the license plate game. So, like, we oh, would yeah. try and identify different license plates from different states. So now I've done that so often that, like, it's just second nature for me to, like, check out people's license plates. Sure. Um, but I, I mean, like, if you are as much of a car nut as Cameron's dad, like, that would be the first thing you would yeah. check. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, so. oh, like, what's this? This is, this is, this is his car. I'm glad that we yeah. don't see any of Cameron's dad in this movie. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Like, I like that he's a, like a shadow character. Yes. Yes. Because I think. He's kind of like an ominous figure. Especially if we <laughs> yeah. saw him in the context that we do. I almost, like, have sympathy for the guy. These, mm-hmm. these bits that are cut, like, him thinking he sees his car when he's downtown, and then him, like, going to check it out and then getting kind of, like, intimidated by the garage attendant. So it's almost like, oh, no, like, this is your car, and you don't know why it's out here. Like, it, and he just can't, like, there's no resolution for him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it's going to get destroyed. Like, I kind of feel bad for him in that context. Yeah. And, and right. I think that it takes away from Cameron's moment. Okay. Yeah. Does that, yeah. Because it's I not agree. about, it's not about his dad's relationship with his car. Uh, it's about the relationship between the two of them. Right. I, I don't know. Different focus. I like it. We're not even there yet. So, Cameron says <laughs> that the car has 126 miles and halfway between two and, uh, sorry, halfway between three and four tenths. And he goes, why? How many miles are on it now? 100 miles. That's it. No, yeah, it says 126 miles. 126. Didn't we talk about this with with Sam? Like, because this is a 1969, there's, like, no reason that this car would only have 126 miles on it. Yeah. That, uh... Unless when he restored it, he set set his mileage back. Mm Mm-hmm. That's exactly where we were, what we were thinking, too. Yeah. Um... I, I can't think of another explanation unless some other person, some other collector had had this car before him and it was just the same way, just sitting in a garage somewhere. Yeah. Just sad, this poor car. I don't know if I would. I mean, knowing how much this car is worth, I don't know if I would drive it, but like, I got no, no oh, kidding. gosh, no. It'd be so nice to drive. Like, if you were truly, truly so a car choice. guy, if you're truly a, tr- a car guy who appreciates and loves cars... You would not have left this car. You would not have like had this car leave that garage. No, you'd had you would have a respect for the car itself. No, which Ferris, Ferris does more, not have. No, I don't think it, it's not about the construction of the car. It's yeah. not about the like because I think I he's think not for, a car guy. For car guys, it's not necessarily about like the outer look of the car. It's like all everything that goes into like the the of what it is, it, the engine, the, yeah, like, the yeah. way it right. works, like the specs of the car. Yes. 
and and he he seems like he is because he's like, oh, this car is so pretty, it's well, pretty, and it's, blah blah. It's, 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 it's all, all vanity. vanity. Uh-huh. Yep, it's all. He's yeah. very. He's very. Uh, he's he's very. He has a lot of vein. Well, yeah. I mean, we saw him when he picked the car up, like yeah. in the suit, just all dashing with his hair done up and like just everything. Yeah. Like he looks like like James Bond climbing into the car, like this perfect, beautiful thing. Right. right. Like, I mean, he even does the, like, Bueller, Ferris Bueller. Like, yeah. the ga- like the James Bond gag. Yes. So that's, that's very apt. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot. I totally forgot that that happens. <laughs> in, the, in the commentary when that happens, John Hughes is like, I like James Bond movies. And then just keeps going. Like... <laughs> I like the face. I like the face when when Cameron says the mileage, and Ferris looks at the camera and he like. Yeah, like this look on his face. Like, he like pulls his his lower lip down. Like, Ugh. yeah, like a cartoon yeah, he, character. He, he makes like a, a grimace. Mm-hmm. Like, Ugh. well, I I I did the math. Yes, and um, I mean, you can go ahead and tell tell them what the mileage is um, first. Yes, but, when we we, we move forward, uh, three hundred and one, and almost seven tenths. Yeah. So they've so gone. So if we, if we assume that it's like one twenty six point three, and yeah. it's um three hundred one point seven, it's a hundred and seventy five miles. Yeah. Oh, a hundred and seventy five miles. That's like from San Diego, to, like past L A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, I was thinking about it. I was trying to do the math a little bit. We talked about, Victoria and I, we talked about where I, like, we don't know exactly what neighborhood or, like, suburb Ferris lives in. Or, like, Cameron or any of them. But Mm -hmm. we know that Ferris's mom works for a real estate agent and she's... The, we found the town that she's in, and it's about 16 miles out of downtown Chicago. Mm-hmm. And she has time to go home from, like, during her workday to check on Ferris. So I think that it's easy to assume that they must live in that, like, general neck of the woods. So between right. picking up Cameron's car, going to the school to get Sloan, and driving downtown... That's got to be like 20, 25 miles that they put on the car, which still means the garage attendants put on 150 miles, which is crazy. I mean, they're driving around all day, but still. Yeah. We don't even know how long they have the car for because there's no like we we know that they get lunch at noon and that's the first thing they did after dropping off the car. Right, Victoria? Do you remember? No, they go to the... No. no, they don't. They go to the Sears Tower first. They go to... Okay, so if they dropped the car off at, like, 10, 30, 11, and these guys took the car, and now it's probably... Okay, I mean, they probably had the I mean, car for, like, five day. hours. it's a whole day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Five, six hours. a big hours. part of a day. Okay. Um, 150 miles in about that time. So, do you think that they're just, like, cruising around Chicago? Do you think they're Well, they must, because there's that shot. Places? There's a shot with the Star Wars music, and they're like, yeah, yeah. You can see Chicago when they're like, like, in the distance. So yes. I think they like take it out of the city, and like, drive Just... it on some back roads or something. Yeah. It's nice that it's still so it's still so pristine when they bring it back. Like you'd never even mm-hmm. know. 
Yeah, 175 miles, though, in the course of the day. And they still have to get, like, they're still in downtown. So they still have to drive right. the rest of the way home. So they're going to rack up those extra miles, too. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Oh, poor Cameron. I know. Well, I mean, this. The, the, <laughs> I think that this would have been, like, this would have been a problem either way. I think it's just right. the number of miles. But even if it was just, like, they drove the car downtown and dropped it at this place and drove it back, like, they would still have the problem with the miles not being the same. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't... I don't know. Cameron, uh... Cameron's reaction is very extreme, I think, for this situation. But we'll talk about that. Uh, if, if if his bat his dad is as bad as he says it is, and has all of a sudden unspoken that many miles well, on even it, if it, even I if, think his reaction even is, if is the kind odometer of only equal. said even if the odometer only said one fifty, I think that his dad would still flip his his lid. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think maybe Cameron would have freaked out as much. You know, because I think well because. Like, Ferris is like, oh, yeah, we'll just take the mileage off. And, like, I think in his mind, like, he's able to, um, like, negotiate. Like, okay, well, you know, if we only go, like, 30 miles, that's not that bad. Like, we can, you know, spin it backwards, which, spoilers, doesn't work. But no. I think, like, almost 200 miles is is much more than yes. just, like, okay, well, 50 max, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. That's like 200% more than what mm-hmm. he was initially expecting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do do you think like they do they put it together that the garage attendants must have taken the car? It's never spoken. It's never spoken, but I would assume I would assume that they would assume that the only people who have had access to the car are the people Were in the, the garage. garage attendants. Okay. Yeah. Um, so even if it's not those exact car attendants, it could have been another anybody. car attendant that was there. Yeah. Sure. It's like, oh, someone took the car. Ferris doesn't seem too disappointed in this fact. I mean, he's like concerned. He's definitely like, how many miles did we, did, did you say this had? But yeah, cause he definitely knows that like, oh, something's I'm, up. I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bigger deal than we thought. I'm, I'm just, I think I'm excited for, I don't, excited. I'm like conflicted about tomorrow, you guys. Why? I don't know. Because like, because we had Cameron, it's such a good moment. And, and oh, I know I'm just really oh, bummed. the mighty fall. I know. I'm so, I'm so, <laughs> it only lasted for like a few episodes that, that he was like feeling good about, about the world and everything. Oh, relatable. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I totally, I totally understand, Cameron. Should we get to it? How do you guys feel? Um, we can get into m- more Cameron reactions. Yeah. Yeah. We have another Tomorrow. scream coming up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I like the scream. The, the scream. scream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I have a lot of notes just about, like, the scream. Okay. I'm so, excited. Yeah. It'll be good. We'll get to that. I don't think I had anything else for this minute. I love the way he takes his sunglasses and his hat off. Yes. So like almost like double check, like he's seeing what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. I really like his like round, solid black sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so dramatic the way he like <laughs> p- 
whole like he takes his hat off and then he takes his glasses off and it's this like he's looking it's not even like he like takes the glasses off it's like part of this motion where he oh no it's it he does he pulls them off and then he turns his head i thought it was all like one motion i was gonna say it's all very, dramatic like, yeah like, whoosh, exactly that's what i thought in the glasses yeah off. Uh-huh. <laughs> not quite so dramatic no but uh, he's got these like perfectly round, just like black sunglasses. Like you can't see his face yeah. through them or his eyes through them. They're very conspicuous. Where did these sunglasses come from? He didn't have these all day. They're in his pocket. Yeah, they had they had the sunglasses. Oh yeah, we saw them wear the sunglasses when they left the uh, the restaurant too. When mm-hmm. they like were doing their finger snap thing. So mm-hmm. he he just puts them in his pocket when he's not wearing them. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he has a little case. I'm so used to wearing just like. I have glasses, so I don't ever... Regular glasses? Yeah. yeah. So I don't have sunglasses, yeah. so I never think about, like, where am I going to store my sunglasses? Uh, when I had contacts, I just left them in the car all the time. Or I would have them, like, on my t-shirt, but I think that's weird. You have like real that. glasses on your shirt. Yeah, I'd be afraid they no, fall. No, no, like, even sunglasses glasses. Oh. Or you can do the douchebag thing and you put them behind your head. Oh, God, face, that's so you know. weird. That's so weird. I don't <laughs> on, understand. On, like, the, the backwards, like, cap, you just put it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm Why? all like, uh, those are, like, bros. I'm like, uh, Why? whatever. Put your eyes in the back of the head. <laughs> that's so silly. <laughs> Checking out babes. Quirrell does that for Voldemort. For Voldemort? Yeah, he needs them. He, he wears sunglasses backwards, but it makes sense. Yeah. He does have eyes in the back he of his does. head. He does. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bad joke. I think I have another I think I have another um Harry Potter reference in my notes later this week. Oh jeez. You've got to fit them any way you can, right? It's unavoidable. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you everybody for joining us for another minute of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You can find us and Cassandra over at uh duelinggenre.com check out all of the shows over there there's so many so many podcasts at dueling genre now um so many so many i really love just every time there's like another one that drops i'm just like oh my gosh there's another show like this is awesome it's a delight so check those out and uh yeah come back tomorrow for minute 73 of ferris bueller's day off Oh, my God.